sounds stupid is me arguing with my husband about drinking beer after I birthed my child. I told him that I want a six pack of my favorite beer and I need to brainstorm and possibly make an Excel list on which beer I want that to be. And I want a six pack. Why does it have to be a six pack of all the same? Oh my God, you're genius. I don't know. I'm going to get a six pack variety. Now I definitely need an Excel seat so I can narrow this down to my top six. You make a bracket? Yeah. And then, (laughs) so maybe I'll have you guys taste test things for me and then we'll narrow it down that way. Or I'll have listeners give me things. Well, I'm going to pour out every beer. So Mary is the person. (laughs) All right, listeners, Um, give us all your favorite beers. I'm going to make Mary drink all of them and we're going to determine the top six. And that's what's going to be yes. sitting on my nightstand in the hospital room. We'll we'll record while I'm birthing my child. We'll re- and as soon as I'm done, I'm popping it champagne. It's going to be like dangling I'm a carrot in front of you. Yep. Yeah. So as soon as you poop out that baby, you get that six pack. To <laughs> poop out that baby. Uh-huh. Two things. We all know you're going to shit on the table. Yeah, Everyone right. shits on the yeah. table. So two things. One, um, I think that we should record that mini so this weekend of me drinking all these beers and getting very, very drunk while the two of you just watch it happen <laughs> and mock me. And yes. then also, um, I think it would be funnier if we just picked six of your favorite beers and then poured them all into one big gulp. And then and you drink that. Fish ball. And then you like drink that. the big cup that they're going to give me at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's um, going to work. In case you guys didn't know, this is everything trying to kill you, the yep. podcast that tries to analyze and make fun of horror movies. Not analyze beer. And we were just talking about uh, one of our hosts, Megan, is expecting in April, mid-April, right? April, yeah. April 14th, right yeah. before Jack Nicholson's birthday. And, yes, and which is very important. Arbor Day. Also um, Arbor Day. <laughs> Arbor Day. <laughs> yeah, so um, along with Megan's love child, on this, the horniest day of the year, Valentine's Day. <laughs> no, Arbor um, Day. <laughs> oh, excuse me, because Mary likes to fuck trees. All right, apparently. And I mean that literally. Bamboo is I flexible, guess. but guess. oaks are mighty. Look, Mary just oh likes gosh. some good wood. Oaks are mighty. I'm Mary Kay. I'm Megan. I'm also Mary Kay. Mary Kay is the one who <laughs> likes. Mary Kay is the one who likes trees. Obviously, I don't. Mary drunk. She's like giggling like a child with her hands over her face. <laughs> did like, you guys not notice that I was she doing had too much sugar? Did you guys not like, she was like, I know how to spell butt. <laughs> did you guys not notice for the first like two minutes I was doing the car wash claps in the background? Uh, uh, no. No. I just we kept couldn't even sync our claps. No. I just claps kept doing it while you were talking the whole time. And then I was doing this. While you were talking the whole time. <laughs> Dancing like Terry Crews. Yeah. Sit here and be sober and drink my spring water. No, I'm not. I'm so not in honor of this horniest day of the year, we will be talking about the ultimate if you get horny, you will die horror movie. It follows. This movie was released in 2014 and directed by David Robert Mitchell. And for our icebreaker, although I guess we kind of already have broken the ice, but um, Let's break what's it more. the weirdest... Yeah, what's the weirdest pickup that ever worked for you or on you? So not necessarily like a pickup line, but like the thing that someone did where you were like, somebody's getting gently laid tonight. Gently laid? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> or however such you a great, Such a great moment in Parks and Rec. This is terrible. I've been thinking about this since you put it in the outline, and still, I'm just, I'm so easy that it doesn't even matter. I just now noticed that it said weirdest pickup line, and now I have to, like, rethink things. I was thinking about normal things. I was like, what normal things has my husband done? And now I'm like, shit, it's got to be something weird. I'm trying to think. Damn. I feel like I'm trying to think of something that's really on brand, where it's like, that shouldn't work, but it would work on me. And I, even then, what have I been doing? Well, I'll tell you a a really, a real fail while you guys think about it. Let's do it. Do it. So my friend Sarah is one of the smartest people that I know. And she suffers no bullshit. And I was really trying to help her one day. Not that she needs help, but like the dude needed help. And so this was a long, long time ago. Um, But I was like, why don't you go ask her, what is time? Because that's stupid and it would work. And she would roll her eyes and be like, you can't be serious. I saw you talking to Mary Kay. And he would be like, no, I'm not serious. And so I said, I said that to him. And then he goes, it's 1047. And I was like, no, you dummy. Oh That's God. not, listen to all of the words. Not what is the time. Right. Or not what time is it. 
um, also, I'm not asking you that. I'm telling you how to go talk to my friend that you're obviously interested in. And so then, yeah, so then he went Mm -hmm. over to her and I didn't hear what he said. And then I saw her look at her watch and tell him and then go back to her conversation. And he was like, it didn't work. And I was like, no shit, you idiot. Oh my god. And then she came she came back over and she was like, This son of a bitch didn't even know what a rhombus was. And I was like, <laughs> That makes sense. And also how did that come up in conversation in the first thirty seconds of you knowing someone? But it was amazing. That is great. And so is she. Did you guys think of one while I was wasting time? I did. In the very, very, very early stages of my pregnancy and I was still in the fun like weird smells make me sick stage. Andrew got up out of bed when we were snuggling and watching Netflix to go fart in another room. (laughs) And that was super considerate of him. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. He even stayed there for a little bit, so he didn't waft it back with him. What a gentleman. What a guy. (laughs) What a stand-up guy. What a keeper. He's going to have a constellation when he dies. The Greek, I mean, now we just, the Greek now gods just are gonna, on me, so the Greek gods like are gonna stuff. put him up in the sky forever. <laughs> Immortalize that forever. Mm-hmm. It's like him like bent over what with like, got, a little Mary? puff coming out of his butt. That's his constellation. <laughs> <laughs> like a jackass. Somebody draw that. When they for put me. baby powder on their butt. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they fired with that shit was so funny. Why was it so funny? It's stupid. That's why. So I don't know that anyone really hits on me that weird, but I do know the weirdest one that's worked for me lately (laughs) because I am great at weird pickups. Um, We were at a friend's wedding and Mary Kay was present for this, but did not hear it because like the championship friend she is. Yes, I am the queen wing woman. You disappear at the exact right moment. You throw a smoke bomb and then you army crawl (laughs) off the dance floor. She, uh, well, she was entertaining. She was at the other end of the table, she had firstly made sure that there was a seat in between her and me for this guy to sit in. And when he came to the table, she right, was like, right. nope, that's where you're sitting. And then mm-hmm. she made sure she was sit- on the other side of her was my ex. And she talked to him all night so that he was occupied and we didn't end up in the same conversations. Also, like, we're friends. It wasn't like a chore for me to have a conversation with him. It was really nice of you to say. Thank you for saying it so publicly. We'll talk about it again later. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> And then, uh, so I was talking to this guy and jokingly that, you know, my friends across from us were like very intensely in conversation because they're best friends. And he was, I said, I wonder what they're talking about. He said, I really can't tell. And I went off on how they had a lot of opinions about casting, like upcoming casting in the Marvel Universe. And that like, (laughs) Micah has really strong feelings about Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. But Kate's like, I don't know. Like I've seen her and stuff. She's just like never really blown me away ever like couldn't they have gone somewhere stronger with this and I like went off on this for several minutes and when I was done he was like wow I can't believe you can hear that much of it I was like I made all of that up all of it I have (laughs) no idea what they're saying and he said he was actually just really impressed that I knew that much about the Marvel universe yeah and that I could make up that much so quickly I remember overhearing most of this because I was, like, making sure that it was happening on the other side of me and, like, half listening to the conversation I was actually mm-hmm. in. But also I was drunk, so I'm always half listening when I'm drunk. Who isn't? I also feel like when I'm drunk, two glasses of wine, Mary Kay, is my best self. I have accepted this. Yes. And it's just kind of hard to maintain that level mm-hmm. for period. Like, I can't, I cannot day drink. It makes me weird. It doesn't even make me drunk. It makes me weird. <laughs> Anyway, I think the best pickup or the best pickup that has like worked on me was the weirdest pickup. With, yeah, the weirdest. Okay. Yeah, that's what I meant. The weirdest one. So, our friend Kate, who was having the conversation allegedly about the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. went with me to this sideshow that turned out to be a kink show. Whoa. And my current boyfriend, we invited him because he seemed nice. Like we met him there at the bar, and then like the show was downstairs. And he was like, sure, I'll come. And I was like, you can sit by us if you want. And he was like, yeah, okay, I'll sit by you. You know, like we were doing him a favor or whatever. And what made me know that he was like a good guy is that he laughed at the right things. And like the weirdest thing that we both were just, it was fucking hilarious. I looked it up to make sure I could plug this because it's, uh, the performers are called Thunder Snow Cone, which is excellent. What a great name. Pollyanna Highgloss did 
an ASMR sketch where she had the volume on her microphone turned all the way up so that she could whisper like this. And she was like, I know it kind of goes against the point, but it also kind of is the point. And what she did is, it was Bjork's song, like everything's so quiet, quiet, and she would dance around the stage. And then she would like crack a beer and slurp it really loud into the microphone and be like, oh yeah, you like that, you sick fucks. It was hilarious and so weird and I just remember thinking like this guy's probably pretty okay because he laughs at this like really goofy shit like me Mm -hmm. and that was a year ago like a year and two weeks that's crazy that's precious like who would have thought the person that you met at an accidental kink show is the love of your life like yeah the love of your life who would have thought so that's the weirdest thing that's ever worked on me. And it is the weirdest thing because there was also, I mean, among that, like, there was like, you know, you do the ring toss at the fair. Mm-hmm. Somebody wore like a dildo that you had to ring toss. I love it. Nice. Yeah. Well, I guess we can talk about this movie now. Yeah, let's maybe do to. that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So we're talking about It Follows. And I moved some of this stuff around in our outline. So basically, I think we should start at the end. What is the point of this movie and what is the it, like the following it, that we're supposed to be afraid of? I gave you a bulleted list. I know. That's why I put it in the front. Yeah. Because I wanted to just jump in yeah. there. Yeah. My bulleted list is leaving childhood and innocence behind, using sex yeah. to fill emotional voids, SEDs kinda, but also maybe not really. Sexual but also ass- kinda. Yeah. yeah. Sexual assault and victim blaming and somehow also yes. probably the patriarchy. I think all of that, yeah. Yes. Jay, all so, of the above. <laughs> I I thought it was interesting because most of the time we see in slashers that the person who gets horny dies. You know, like Halloween is the main precursor, like it started yeah. the subgenre. But we see it in other ones as well where like the one who doesn't have sex or like holds out with her boyfriend. And it's always she and she's usually blonde. And we have like the final girl trope, of course, yes. in this just like in most slashers. They're the one who is like safe, but not by any of their own like device. Like no, no, like they're not the strongest or the smartest. They just happen to be like the purest, which is what lets them live. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case in this movie. Right. Right. Because it's like if you've never had sex, you're safe. But if you've had sex, you have to have more of it to be safer ish. But it's going to come back on you eventually. Yeah. Well, that's what kind of trips me up is that like if we're not supposed if we're supposed to be afraid of using sex to fill emotional voids, it seems like the is to sleep with somebody else who has a lot of sex. So then they'll pass it on very immediately. And Mm -hmm. like hopefully it'll get far enough down the chain that you can sleep easier because it's less likely Mm -hmm. to work its way all the way back to you. And move to Europe or like some really desolate place in like Northern India. I think the trick would have to be to make sure that when you get on that plane, you are running on as they shut the door. So the door is shut behind you. Yeah. Because it could just walk onto the plane behind you and then you are profoundly fucked because that's very they are true. not going to let you run around a plane in circles while somebody just slowly walks behind you. Why not, Mary? Well, didn't you watch Bridesmaids, Megan? Once, once <laughs> they won't let you in first class. A long, a long time ago, some really bad people fucked it up for everyone, and now you can't even take your shampoo anywhere. Greasy, just greasy kidding. AF everywhere you live. Grease just like oozing down your face from your scalp. Because TSA threw out all your good shit, all that shit you paid so much for. I the argue trick is, you gotta fly Delta so you get a free check bag. That's and what I do. And then it's just like, yep, check me. I always build in extra travel time. We've talked about this before yeah. because I always get See, randomly selected. I'm and you know, I've just kind of made peace with it at this point. Like, same. I that's just fine. come to expect it. It's yeah. part of the experience. If it doesn't happen, it's a pleasant surprise I'm versus af- it right. happening and being an unpleasant surprise. And see, I'm afraid yeah. of checking bags pretty much always because I'm just like deeply convinced that I've, I've had bags get lost. I've had bags also get destroyed. One time I got a free brand new bag because they destroyed my bag so badly they just had to throw it out and repack all my shit for me. Damn. Yeah. So I don't like to check bags. I like to have my stuff where I no, have my hands sense. on it. So, you know, I... I That's never survive. happened with me. Same. Knock on wood. <sighs> yeah. 
Also, they have the new app where you can track your bag. That's nice. Or I've got a husband who's basically a built-in app. But I'm like, hey, who's That's who's true. working this flight? <laughs> Tell him to not ruin my shit. Yes, please. Yeah. Please and thank you. <laughs> um, but can we talk about also probably the patriarchy? Yeah, let's do it. The only line that made me think that was when Jeff slash yep, Hugh exactly. or whatever his name is says, you're a girl, it'll be easier for you to pass it on. Yep, yeah. But other than that, it seems pretty much like equal opportunity yeah. to fuck up for, for real. Yeah, I didn't I didn't feel um, like it was very slut shamey or or No. And no. I liked that about yeah. it. No, that was refreshing. It was just that one line that I was just like, why? Yeah, if anything, they were doing Well, that just it. means that character is like I that. know, and he's a piece of poop. Oh, yeah, I know. He sucks the most. I had a thing on here. Well, I don't know if I had it on here, but I had, was thinking about what exactly qualifies as having sex. Because, like, is it penetration? Is it, like, as close as you can get without actually? Do you have to orgasm? Like, where's the line on this having so, sex? So, Mitchell has said thing? that... You couldn't throw it off by having same-sex intercourse. Like, you couldn't, like, have sex with someone of, of your shared gender and, like, expect oh, to not pass it on. Yeah. Okay. So it's equal. Equal it's opportunity. E- okay. And that... Oh, it was protection. Right. Yeah. That's condoms wouldn't stop it either. Which, of course not. <laughs> that isn't... It's only 99.9% effective. Of God. I don't know. I feel like this movie doesn't, like, establish a clear convention about what qualifies as sex because then it's like okay so if i'm real desperate to get rid of it if i rape someone am i off the hook then i think so okay i i would think so considering that the thing you're passing on is why like is that not the movie? A monster like that would be the the real horror of it i think but also it's too much and then it is too yeah. much i think that whole yeah. i think that movie then is about like who is the monster? Like, if you believe that you are being going to be murdered by a monster, so you rape somebody to pass it on, does it mm-hmm. matter if the monster is real at that point? I think that's a whole different. Yeah, movie. that's true. And then I also kind of feel like if I was writing this, I would want it to have to be consensual because then it's like inviting the vampire in. Yeah, exactly. Type deal. So you've got to work to keep the monster away. I am kind of glad. Yeah, I'm kind of glad though that we didn't go into all of the ins and outs of it because then it would feel like too PC to be entertaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and true. that's our job, is to be too PC to be entertained. Exactly. Also, I think that, that you still get to grapple with it's a, a different variation on that. Like, we, we're going to talk about consent various times in this outline. But that is it not rape to begin with if you know you're passing them a monster and they don't know they're getting it? Yeah, I, I feel like that's not really consensual then if you don't have all of the information. But then also, when do you ever have all of the information? Like, they can not be withholding anything, but not know also. I mean, which is not the case with Jeff Hugh. Jeff Hugh. But. Jeff Hugh. Jeff Hugh. First of all, that dude... Sh- Do we want to talk about him first? Yeah, just because we're there. Why not? Okay. This dude right. looks... Like, he came on the screen, and I was like, every... If you had made some kind of amalgamation of, like, all of the best-looking football players and all the best-looking wrestlers at my high school, or the ones we thought at the time were the best-looking, not who's turned out to be the best-looking, but the ones that sure, were sure, considered... Because sure. those are not the same. The ones, not the same. The ones who were... <laughs> broadly considered to be the best looking at my southeastern virginian high school they would have looked exactly like this guy exactly like this guy i just did not think that he was at all attractive oh i didn't say that i think that just that he walked on the screen and i was like do i actually personally know this do i know him yeah he He looks like pacey from dawson's creek he does well that kind of fits the stereotype Mm mm-hmm yeah, and then I also, when I was watching Dawson's Creek when I was in, like, seventh grade, I was like, why are these women, why, why are these older girls attracted to this guy? I don't get it. To Pacey? So, yeah. I thought Pacey was cuter than Dawson, but that's just me. I did not think either of them were cute, but he was, like, a shithole head. Oh, I didn't. Shit I didn't yep, head. shithole head. I didn't really. <laughs> he has his head in a shithole. <laughs> that's what that oh, means. <laughs> my God. I didn't really watch the show, but I just thought of the two he was more attractive yeah i was just waiting on like any one else to i'm conflicted he's a good actor though yeah, that guy a, i don't remember his performance name, and but... i i was conflicted about him because i never got the impression that jay was going to warn any of these like she told people about the monster because she was scared of it but yeah there's that moment where she's like debating going on the boat to pass it off to one of these strangers no way was she gonna tell yeah. them 
No, at least he had the common decency to be like, here's the deal. Sorry I did this shit. Here's what you need to do. Here's the shit that's going down. And he and he yeah. does imply that no one told him. That's true. And he does, like, make her pay attention. Because if somebody told me that shit, I would be like, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. Like, no. You don't get to do that. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Get out. Yeah. I've kicked dudes out of my house for much less than that. Yeah. So. Well, he took her to a, a location where... And no matter like no matter which direction it came from, they could run in any other possible direction. He right. could put her in the chair so right. she was secure, she couldn't get away, but he could get her away quickly. He like right. he right. planned this out so that he knew he could expose her without making her vul- actually vulnerable. And I feel like okay, so the opening scenes or not not sorry, not the opening scenes, but the scene where they're on the date at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to be that kid that has its whole life ahead of him. I was like, that's way too deep for a guy who is like the heartthrob of the high school to be thinking. Like, that was immediately a red flag to me. But it did seem like he was pretty actually interested in her as well. And the red flag, yeah, the red flag of him seeing a woman in a yellow dress that she couldn't see. Mm -hmm. That should be time to go home, girl. You go home then. I mean, I'm not trying to blame her because, I mean, we've all made way more dire right. mistakes than not le- going home. Honestly, you not even your like, friend and say, pretend you have an emergency, I gotta leave. That's not even a, like, right. it's not even what he, that he sees as... Ma called the bees are back. <laughs> <laughs> not even, like, that he sees someone in a yellow dress that you don't see, but the way he reacted to finding out that she couldn't see it. Yeah, that's what would have freaked me out. The yellow dress thing, I'd have just been like, okay, I guess she went around the corner. I don't know. Maybe we're looking in the wrong direction. Are you colorblind? Like, I don't know, man. But the fact that she pointed to. Yeah. But the fact that he panicked then about it, I would be like, okay, it kind of doesn't matter who you think she was or who you didn't think she was. Also, if that were an ex, do you really think he would have been like, oh, you want to be like her? No, he would have been like, oh, oh, no, look this direction all of a sudden. Like, yeah, that would have freaked me out a lot. And I would have been like, well, you're clearly upset, so we're leaving this place. And that's where the, like, connection between Pacey from Dawson's Creek and that guy was gone for me. Because then you, then we meet, like, later the guy across the street, Greg, Mm -hmm. right? The, the slutty one, the bad, I guess the bad boy who's, like, always working on his car. So that makes him the bad boy. Uh And he's, like, a little bit promiscuous. So that makes him, like, expendable. But look at his, look at the length of his hair. That's how you can tell. Right. <laughs> right. He looks like half the boys um, I dated in high school. Well, I didn't date in high just, school, so I'm congratulations. Mostly just you long win. hair and working on their car, I guess. Well, he also had, like, some, like, shoulder and back muscles that were kind of nice to watch. Yeah. For a second. And then, it was, and then he was also not afraid when he should have been afraid, which is also part of, like, the horror movie trope where it's like, oh, this guy is going to go brave the monster and he's the first one to die. He is yeah. the I mean, after the person dummy. of color. I'm yeah. sorry. Motherfucker, you stood there and watched that door blow into the shed. Right. You watched it explode right. towards the interior of the shed. There is nobody, as far as you can tell, between you and the door. How the hell would they have blown the door inside at themselves? Like, right. didn't she? Didn't he see fucking, uh, what's his creepy face? Paul, didn't he see Paul hit him with the beach chair? Hit it? This is the metaphor for, like, the guy who has unprotected sex because whatever, it's not going to have from, happen to me. Oh, honey. It I, is. You're the one. You're exactly the one. It is and it did. It is and it did and it has. And we need to know. You need to disclose this. I was very immediately frustrated with him. A, because even if you don't believe her, like he was he was at least patient with her and like like got her out to the, the lake house and everything very nice. But if you don't believe her, she is clearly going through something. Like what is the thing that you are right. doing to help with what you think is the problem then? Beyond like spiriting mm-hmm. her away to a lake house? Like taking a pretty girl to a lake house does not actually make you supportive. <laughs> it makes you a teenage boy. It makes you an opportunist. <laughs> yeah. And not all teenage boys are opportunists. No. I mean, the ones in this movie are, but yeah, not all of them. Our, well, our culture has decided that that is the role that they need to play, which is not the case. Yeah, they're like not at all. Yeah, they're like not at all. Hyenas, coyotes, other scavenging beasts. It doesn't matter if it's rotting flesh. Don't be that guy. Doesn't matter yeah. if it's rotting flesh. It is flesh, and I'll take it because it took the least amount of effort. Yeah. So, to any teenage boys listening to this, uh. You don't want to be that guy. 
you will be proud of that later. Like, you think you will. And but then she won't. You won't. No. Yeah. I mean, it might take a while for you to be like, mm, wish I hadn't done that, but it'll happen. But so. you know who else you don't want to be? Is the guy who's like, I'm not an opportunist. I'm a good friend who is also secretly lying in wait. An opportunist. Yeah. Which is where we get to my man, Paul. Vomit. Yeah. And when they very first had the conversation, he and Jay, about like, how they kissed his kids, and then she was laughing about how he also kissed her sister and stuff, I was like, oh, this is kind of sweet. They were childhood friends. Right. And now they're going to have like a kind of a little moment where they're like, oh, did do we did we like each other? Do we like each other? And they're going to like sort their shit out. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of didn't, or it landed in such a place that my dude has no reason to believe. Well, she had other concerns. Yeah, like, this is not the moment she couldn't get there. Like, nope, it just... And instead of, like, the the guy clearly didn't actually drop it. Not really. Like, no. he hung around through all of this monster shit. I don't think she did either, though. I don't, I don't know. I, th- I Like, I think that she would have been into him if, if she hadn't been, ha- if she hadn't had this monster after her. Right. And I just felt like all of this hanging around, I, I couldn't shake the feeling that, like, he was keeping her alive so she could tell him she liked him? I don't know. I feel like that's fine. I like, mean, I would want to live, but also... He never ultimatums her. I like Paul. I know you guys didn't, but I liked him because he's he asked her, like, his feelings are a little hurt. He's like, why did you pick Greg instead of me? You know I like you. And, and Greg is shitty. I mean, that was the subtext, right? And she's like, I don't know. I thought he could handle it. And he's like, oh, okay. So it's like it's not even like a romantic thing anymore. Of course, he always carries a torch for her. And I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think that there's anything wrong with like knowing that you've been quote unquote friend zoned and still trying to do something to get where you want to be. I don't know. Something about him still makes me think he's a scrawny little shit. Also, do you ever watch <laughs> something years ago like I did with this movie? And then you watch something else and you don't realize that, I guess, like, the actor from this movie is in this TV show. And then you go back and watch this movie and I'm like, holy right. shit, I know who yeah. you are. Who is he? You were the little boy yeah. with autism and atypical. Like, oh, I've never seen it. Somebody recommended that to I. me, like, forever ago. And it was actually, like, a really cute, like, I mean, it's kind of, it's not, like, really that cute. It's a pretty, like... It's a hefty show. There's some hefty things, but there's some cute moments. It's like a Netflix original. There's two seasons of it. And somebody was like, hey, it's about this like boy in high school that's trying to like navigate having like high functioning autism. And so like he's trying to like talk to his therapist who recommends that like he get a girlfriend now and that she thinks he's okay. But the mom's like, uh, no, this is my baby. And I watched it and I was like, it's real weird because I didn't remember you when I watched the TV show. But like now I recognize you. As a 14-year-old boy with autism. I cannot even, damn, being a teenager and having a, ooh, that sounds really tough. I think but. that might be part of my sticking point. If these were all adult characters and a guy were like, look, it's table. There's other stuff going on. Right. I think that would be a lot e- easier for me to buy if they were all 28 instead of 18. And from an 18-year-old? yeah. It's just, I feel like I have a really tough time reconciling that as scary as this must be for everyone around Jay, what Jay is going through and Jay's ability to divorce sex and affection in this moment are very different from anybody else. That's really true. One thing that I did like about this is that the friend group, they don't see what she's seeing, but they trust, they they believe her. Yeah. Good. And even, and they're, yeah, and they're also like, okay, so even if this isn't happening, this is our friend. Yeah. And this is what we need to do for her. Yeah. Yeah. Something is wrong. Um, So thank you, bitches, for believing your friend. Mm -hmm. As you should. Because that's really important. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, uh, they help her hunt that motherfucker down. Yeah, they do. And that is a that a good friend maketh. Yes. I expect you guys to do the same if I'm ever haunted by a sex monster. Bitches, listen. If a dude ever tells you, I just gave you this thing and then disappears, mm-hmm. oh, we pulling up. <laughs> so just call me. <laughs> Because we will be there. It's like that dumb Facebook post that I made years ago when Andrew and I first started dating. And I think you and I had just started hanging out again. Well, I guess Andrew and I hadn't just started dating then. 
But, uh, and it was like that dumb little Facebook thing. It's like, if I ever end up in jail, who would I be with? And it's like, ask your significant it's other. Me. And Andrew was like, Mary yes, Kay. Yes, for assault. Yeah, he said. Yeah. Yeah, his response was absolutely it would be Mary Kay. Also, maybe Whitley, <laughs> but definitely Mary Kay. <laughs> so oh, if like, Mary Kay is there, we don't end up in jail. We shake them. Yeah. <laughs> like, we avenge the crime and then we shake and then the we cops. Disappear That's how forever. it goes down. We start a new life. Just like in Goodfellas, we moved to fucking Florida. Oh God! I no. mean, start over because Florida. apparently that's better than being in prison anywhere else. There's too hey, much you humidity know, in Florida. Can we escape somewhere no, else? No, Florida sucks. Can we? Florida, yes. We could go. We could joke. go to Trinidad or Tobago. That's humid too. Yes, I think that is the game. Like yes, Hannibal Lecter escape. That's what I'm talking about. Barbados. Don't mind if I do. Rihanna's going to be friends with us. She is. And basically, she's going to have that bitch taped up in the back of her car and be naked in a pile of money. Yes, yep. that's the plan. Well, see, New I plan. was thinking Tobago so that I can marry Winston Duke. <laughs> also good. Yeah, this oh, is a man. good plan. This plan B scenario is working out better than our plan A. <laughs> Let's just go ahead. I and mean, do right this. now my plan A is sit still in Phoenix. So yeah, this sounds much better. <laughs> <laughs> Also, okay, so when they do hunt this dude down, right, he is finally like, yeah, okay, I'll come outside because my mom's done covering for my ass, which, okay, does she pack your lunch too, motherfucker? Probably. Anyway, um, he says, never go into a place that doesn't have more than one exit. Bitches, I've been saying this shit for years. You don't have to be chased by some ungodly monster to know that you don't go into a place that doesn't have more than one exit. That is just good life advice. Also, yes. everybody would know Why that. do you think I live on the ground floor? Oh yes. Anyone who's ever had to think like prey should know that you don't go into a place that doesn't have more than one exit. Come on. Yeah. Oh, my God. My apartment only has one exit. Oh, no. Mary, what the fuck are you doing? You did not consult me. Well, technically, doesn't your apartment just have one exit? No, she has two, and they're at either end. No, I definitely have two. I wouldn't have moved in this bitch if it hadn't had two. Oh, so do we want to talk about Jay? Yeah, absolutely. Did you guys like her? I did. Overall, yeah. I found her to be, especially in what felt like it had a lot of ties to classic horror films, I liked that she was not your typical main lady of a horror film. Well, apparently... She definitely wasn't super over-sexualized damsel in distress. Mm -hmm. Well... Yeah, that was nice. And that's because Jay is apparently, according to Mitchell, is short for Jamie as an homage to Jamie Lee Curtis as an homage to... Right. Halloween. Yes. So that's kind of where he was was working from, was like someone who could think under pressure, someone who was not hypersexualized. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, And I think that was probably really hard to do in a movie about sex, is not to over-sexualize legal teens. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was really well done. I really did. Because we do have, like, some some kind of gratuitous nudity, but it's it doesn't feel gratuitous because it's for a horror film. It does not feel pornographic and it is, um, equally men and women, which is also very common in anything, but especially horror. Well, and most of the nudity, if not all right, is, is the monster. Right. Not, which makes it even scarier. Not the victim. It's the monster. Yeah. And which is also an inversion of that horror movie trope where you have to be like, Brawless in a white shirt running through the sprinklers. Right. Away from the monster. And it's really the monster who's like, has one tit out and is pissing herself (laughs) following you through your house. Or just this naked older man on your roof. Here's the thing, though. Why the fuck was that thing on the roof? First of all, it can only... I don't know, but that was scary as fuck, and I loved it. Because it's scary and unnatural? I was just like, it can only walk. How did it get there, A? And B, it's always walking in a straight line towards the target. There's no way that roof was the straightest line to Jay. I was so... At first, I was just like, ew, horrified. Wait, what? Is it broken? Did it glitch? It might have. Is this like a video game where you get, like, stuck? It's, like, stuck on the roof and just gonna, like... Keep walking in place. It kind of seemed like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Is she in a video game? That's are we gonna? Is it gonna end like a Black Mirror episode where like this is a video game that somebody else is playing? Is this Bethesda? Basically, yeah. Oh, Bethesda. <laughs> I've I've been there. Just like running in between rocks forever. Yeah. It's like oh yeah. no. Well, Dragonborn. Things are like growing through the walls on accident, and I'm like, well, that's wrong. My Dragonborn is just like stuck here forever. <laughs> And my follower my is staring has at me. a really stretched out face. <laughs> my follower is just staring at me. 
the very beginning of the game. I haven't even Man, made it anywhere. One time, Mary sent me these Sim fails about like the programming of the Sims. It was so disturbing. Yeah. We're gonna link to that in the show notes. You need and, to join um, Pollyanna them. Highglass. Oh my god. You need to join the My Favorite Murder Sims subgroup just because it's the funniest shit I've ever joined. All right, send us send us all yeah. an invite. Post it in the in the. I will. Uh, it's called Simarino group, and it's mostly people just scaring, like sharing screenshots where they're like, "What is my game doing?" One girl's like, "Sim put their baby on a grill," and she was like, "What's happening? What are they gonna do?" <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Baby back ribs. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, do you guys want to talk about the wardrobe in this the movie? The pink is very serious. So much pink. I didn't notice that much pink. That's the only color Jay wears. Are you kidding? I didn't notice it either. And that's what I was... Mm-mm. Every single one of her undergarments is pink for the entire movie. Also half of her normal clothing. But it's like aggressive pink. Yes. It's not like a baby pink. It is Pepto-Bismol. Like... Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I thought it was like hot pink. Yeah, somewhere between Pepto and hot. Yeah. Okay. My yeah. Friend, Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. I did notice that her bra and panties matched, and I was like, bitch, yes, you're doing everything right. Because I don't know about y'all, but, like, when my underwear matches, I really feel like a grown-up. I pretty much only buy black, so it always matches. There's that dumb internet thing that I had a friend share. They're like, if your girl had a matching bra and panties, like, it was her choice to have sex, not yours. I was like, first of all, that sounds skeevy. Second of all, that logic is not airtight over here, because all I buy is black shit. Yeah. Yeah, I pretty much have black no. only also because it's impossible to find flesh tone if you're not white. Yeah. Like straight Aerie. up white. Just yeah. as a heads up, Target and Aerie have a line of nude bras and it comes in six different shades. It's the only, I have a nude bra. Well, that's each pretty great. They're also under 20 bucks. I've heard the, really oh, I've heard the incredible. Fenty ones are good if they have a shade that works for you. They're not. Fenty is, the sizing is super erratic. Mm. And very disappointing. That's really That's frustrating. Because her makeup line is incredible. I know. Rihanna, I expected more from you, especially considering you're going to have be part of our gang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we inevitably have to hunt down someone. Yeah. She's, and she's our main mafia. I tell it so. to Barbados. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be like Ocean's 4, except terrible. Because we won't yeah. be successful. Don't tell I really me liked that be. movie. Even if it was just for, like, the costuming. Well, my question... uh, I mean, not just... It wasn't that, but the costuming was also awesome. So my question was, is the pink too on the nose? Like, having the the girl Uh, who has to fuck everyone wear pink all the time, I was like, is it because of vaginas? I don't know. I didn't Well, I think it's a step up from having her wear clear white all of the Mm -hmm. time. That's true. Which is what the final girl normally has to wear. Well, she can't. She has sex all the time. Right. But she's not... The point is that it's not sluttery. It's it's just basic life-saving tactics. So she's not going to wear red or green, which would definitely... Green is definitely whorish. Angela was right. No, orange is whorish. No, or, yeah, I was going to say orange. She was, right about both, she was right about both of them. <laughs> we talked about this a little bit, but thank you, writers and director, for not slut-shaming this movie or like this character because... yes. Number one, that's so done. We're we're tired of seeing that and hearing it and living it. So thanks. And also, how does Jay decide whom to fuck? And yes, I did just use whom correctly. Whom to fuck. And yes, whom to fuck. So the sex scenes in this, how did you guys feel about those? They were so mild. I was like, oh, look at them. Look at them. It's teenage love. They're not, not fucking. Love. They're not fucking. They're fooling around. Oh my god! You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's sweet. I but mean, I do appreciate as that sweet they as it can super be, raunchy and porny, and like yeah, as sweet as it can be when there's a demon being passed around or a haunting of some kind. I guess passing demons like a dewey. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually going to be the first line of my new rap song. <laughs> it's gonna be the second song on the album after the rap I did on the mini episode. Well, too bad you can't use it because that's gonna be the title of my autobiography. Passing demons like a doobie. My God, <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, what is the definition of consensual sex? <laughs> okay, 
that's definitely I feel like if it's not a hell yes, it's a fucking nuh-uh. Mm-hmm. Like, no, absolutely yeah. not if it's not a hell yes. I did appreciate that they asked her, and I didn't feel like I heard a tone in the question. She answered, and they didn't, like, there was no laugh. There was no, like, it was just part of the... Yeah, they didn't press it. First. Part of the part of the questioning, and that there was mm-hmm. no like storytelling style commentary. Right, there's nothing about the the visual storytelling to suggest that there was a point of view on that. Like it was part of the questioning, and it's also important for Jay in her experience in the cor- in the course of the story that like she did mean to sleep with him. She did do this on purpose. She did want to do this. It's not to suggest like buyer's remorse. Like, can it have been actually consensual? <laughs> If no, it's what. But you hear that all the time, right? That like, oh well, she just she regrets it now that he doesn't want to date her. And that's not the thing. The thing is that after the fact, once you understand the full circumstance, if you there was yeah, and he didn't tell her the full circumstance. Yeah, if there was such if there was information withheld from you, that's where it gets really really tough to determine. Well, if someone had been honest with you, would you have made the same decisions? And then at what point is it? honest and at what point almost is it almost never almost never yeah. yeah and this is a very clear cut like if i'd known you were going to give me a fucking demon like if i'd known you were going to thrust a monster into my vagina i would have said no and then you wonder well now you mean a literal monster into your vagina because figurative that's different oh i would have been so delighted you know uh, <laughs> but figurative monsters in your vagina good literal monsters in your vagina bad correct okay yes. just making sure we're clear here yes i know you're married now <laughs> and the, the vagaries of, of of single sex are gonna just get more and more confusing to you but but yeah literal figurative monsters now you're now you're all up to speed yeah yeah um Got it. cool yeah the game has changed since i've been married i guess yeah yeah big time big time um so <laughs> But and then and then so then when you try to apply that to like okay well if he'd been honest with me about the fact that he didn't want a relationship would I have made the same choice and that's when it gets to that really like oh god like uh like I don't even want to like think about it or yeah. talk about it right now because it's draining and it's so challenging and how much of that is just being a it human really being is. and how and much the, of that is yeah living in the, a patriarchal society where we never get to do we ever get to have actually consensual sex holy shit. I'm terrified now. Also, even if I mean, you're the one... the bottom line is just be honest. Yeah. Like, if everybody knows everything going in, then you don't have anything to worry about. But even if you are the one initiating the sex, can it still be entirely consensual if the only reason you're initiating the sex is, like, straight up out of, like, fear or some kind of ultimatum? Yeah, if it's, like, a saw situation. That's not yeah. consensual. Yeah. Even if you're the one initiating it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that that takes into account too much circumstance because you're doing it out of necessity. But does that mean that you don't? Here's the thing. If I point a gun at you, can't if I point a gun at you and I say, have sex with me, but I stand there still. I don't I don't touch you doing it out of circumstance. You're doing it to save your life at that point. Right. Hell, if I say I want to have sex with you and you say I don't and then I pull a gun and point it at you and you're suddenly like, oh, you're the hottest thing I've ever seen. That's that's still rape. Yeah. For sure. Okay. That's where... So if it's for survival, then no. So basically, <laughs> there is no such thing as 100% consensual sex. Not when you're passing a demon. Got it. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Literal demons, not figurative. No, it's yeah. monsters. She did demons. not have okay. consensual sex with... What was his name? Um, Hugh Jeff. 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 Excuse me. Sorry. Jeff, yeah. yeah. Jeff. She didn't have consensual sex with Jeff. Um, she, you ever notice that all of our antagonists are named Jeff? Just saying. Oh my God. She, if the guy's on the boat that she wasn't going to tell, that would not have been consensual for anybody involved. No. But Mm-mm. Greg did have consensual sex with her. Yes. That's true. And Paul. Mm-hmm. They knew what they were getting and they did it anyway. If you're spinning it like that, then Greg and Paul seem like the monsters. Yeah. Or at least Greg, because Greg doesn't believe what she's saying. Not really. Mm. Yeah. Paul does. And he's like, out of solidarity, I need to see this thing also. So that I can help you defeat it. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of. I mean, I know that he, they try to defeat it beforehand. Yeah. So can we talk about the monster? Yeah. I said it's Paul. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, I mean, you know how it shapeshifts and yeah. it's naked all the time and it 
doesn't care about getting shot in the neck or anything else. And it's superhuman strength, even when it's manifesting as a child and that it stalks you and that it never gives up. So what was scary about it to you? (laughs) The persistence, the fact that it didn't matter how far you went or how fast you went, that eventually, if you sat still long enough, if you slept, if you did anything except keep constantly moving, it will catch you. The fact that you can't escape it and the fact that you essentially kind of have to put your trust in others. Yeah. Like, because if you pass it to somebody else, you have to hope that they're going to survive and make a wise decision on who to then pass it to in order for you to not die. No, thank you. I don't like strangers that much. You don't like me at all. I don't like really (laughs) anybody. You're not a dog. I'm probably not a fan. Yeah, that's why I got you that mug. It's on my desk presently. I alternate. Like, I take a different mug to work each week. Mary Kay, I had yours last week. What about you, Mary Kay? What's scary about it for you? She just gave us the list. Well, I listed all of my shit. (laughs) Shape-shifting, nudity, stalking, superhuman strength. For me personally, it would be that it looked like my dad. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That would be the scariest thing. thank you. Which is who it comes to Jay as at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and her sister's there. That's why she says she doesn't want to say what he looks like, right? So what was its scariest iteration to y'all? That's so easy. Are we on different pages here? The very tall guy. Yeah, that was scary. Yeah. And the child that came in through the door. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't like the child. The busted door. Yeah. The very tall guy. Whew. Apparently that dude is half of the world's tallest set of twins. I did not know that. Yeah. He's like seven. That is fascinating. He's like seven foot seven. But yeah, so, so he's really, that, that's a real person who is that tall. Yeah, who ducks down in the doorway. That's not a... Over and behind the person who's actually trying to come in. Yeah. That you. was a great, that was Fucking great incredible, blocking. incredible. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw that being like, <gasps> Yeah. Like, that was real, real upsetting. Let's talk about some of the set, because we were just talking about the okay. scene at the pool where they do try to defeat him when he shows up as the dad. Yeah, let's do that. And... Mm-hmm. Pools are everywhere. Virtually every scene that is especially scary is somehow attached to water. Even, I don't know if you guys noticed this, the scene in her house. So it first appears as the the, the drunk girl, mm-hmm. the peeing herself girl. Yeah. And then it's a tall guy. Yeah. So even then, every painting she passes is of like a lake or the ocean. Ooh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. And then it comes to her again at the lake house. It comes to, when he shows it to her for the first time, he takes her to the beach. And granted, their beaches, so this was all filmed in Detroit. So their beaches are at the the lake, you know. Um, But it's a gigantic lake where you can't see the other side. It's a beach. It's fine. Um, So, so yeah, he he shows it to her at the beach. Um, They're on their date at the beach, aren't they? When they first have sex or they're at the beach and they go back to the car and then he takes her to this, that parking garage um the pool she has her own pool out back that she keeps going to uh, like there's a lot the pool of water changes context for her for sure she's the first time she's in the pool and there's the people creeping on her and she's like i can see you and then the second time she feels like somebody's watching her and it freaks her out to the point that like she has to go inside so it was no longer just like this fun little place for her but fucking pools and body of water are super creepy to me in horror films because that's usually my happy place. And I really don't <laughs> fucking like it when people taint my safe space. That's rude. So speaking of the beach, that scene, the opening scenes, actually. With her broken with ass leg? Who, uh-huh. Vomit. <laughs> yeah. Look. Not much actually gets to me in horror movies, but I think we talked about it in our episode with Eric. We were on his podcast. Fucking broken limbs. I don't do broken limbs. I don't. Because that's happened to you. Probably. I don't like the sound. I don't like the way it looks. Like if there's things or like things sticking out of people, like if you're impaled. Mm. Mm. Violation of the body envelope. I guess. Yeah. But like, I don't like it. That's one of the main six things of horror. Yeah. I have a strong stomach for most of that stuff. Like. It's not like there's no body. limb off, but like don't like in Saw where they like twist the guy's arm and it yeah. just like snaps. No, mm-hmm. there's no, it's not that there's no body horror that gets to me. I mean, like skin stuff freaks me out very much. Fine with skin stuff. Fine with eye stuff. Bugs. Fine, you can, you can, I'm fine with bugs, but like don't Parasites. show me a broken snapped limb. Oh, don't fine. show me a person that's impaled. Ugh. Fine with all that. 
But then again, I'm also the person who, like, when a kid put her finger in the gears of a clay press, and it crushed the entire tip of her finger, and she wouldn't let any of the paramedics touch her, I was the one that was wrapping it up. So, like, you know, seeing it a movie, seeing stuff in a movie is, like, if you work with kids for a while, mm-hmm. eventually you've seen something very disgusting. Oh, yeah. I saw disgusting mm-hmm. stuff every day. Yeah. Nothing surprises me anymore. Yeah. That's why it's always funny when people are like, you just wait till you have kids. You're going to see so much poop. I'm like, worked with special needs ones for 10 years. I saw them eat their own poop. It's not like, okay. Cokey <laughs> like, doke. I've. What about looking at old ass porn on screen? That's everything... not something that I've done in my job before. So everything is anachronistic. <laughs> Everything is an Yes, yeah, that's true. So she has what looks like a compact, but it's an e-reader. Um, yeah. The, for the girl in the very opening scene has a cell phone, but then then they use, like, outdated, like, their TVs look really outdated, and they watch really old movies. Like, everything is kind of... Com- and they have those landlines with the long-ass cords that can go all over the house. Yeah, yeah. So and I, I read that Mitchell... And the cars. Mm-hmm. And I read that Mitchell did that deliberately, that between the costumes and the technology and the decor, the idea was that you couldn't really pin it down to any particular time, so it felt kind of like a dream. Right. Which yeah. is, again, homage to some... Nightmare on Elm Street kind of yeah. horror stuff. Nightmare on Elm Street, so much Halloween, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, so much. The synth and the, the synth score. The sound- it sounded oh like, um, it sounded yeah. to me like uh, Twin Peaks. It did sound like Twin oh, Peaks. okay. Mm-hmm. It was like nonstop, though. It's like there was always something in the background but like not in an overpowering way and I didn't feel like they did too much with pacing to where like something scary is going to happen we must crescendo and it wasn't it wasn't exclusively synths either no there was some of that and some other stuff yeah and then sometimes it would fade out and ambient noise like the splashing of the pool water would creep in but it would keep that same like consistent beat Mm -hmm. I liked it yeah that was really well done also speaking of the pool we have a lot of homage to um creature from the black lagoon with the underwater scenes and him actually grabbing her ankle yeah and then her swimsuit is also creature from the black lagoon except for a different color oh cool so that's yeah. pretty cool yeah another thing that was cool that was creepy was her getting in the pool with her cast on and so whenever she would yeah. point to someone she had the cast still on which i thought was spooky and unsettling yeah yeah i was like um, why doesn't that mess it up? It does. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, it it just it dissolves it. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say now it's soggy and not supportive, and she's just hanging out, pointing with a broken arm, and I'm sure that does right. not feel good at all. Yeah, no. Especially because that's going to be um, heavy on. Yeah, with the weight of the plaster, putting weight on the broken bone, but right. obviously that's not a concern to her. Enough. And she can't swim, Cannot. and she needs to get away with him. That's why she doesn't get away. Oh, the hair pulling scene on the beach. When she oh, can yeah. see the monster, but no one else can? Forgot about that shit. That was yikes. It would have been funny, but it wasn't. Like, it could have easily gone campy, and it didn't, to me. Agreed. At um, first, I thought it was going to be for also, a split second, and then it was not. Also, why is that professor teaching the love song of J. Alfred Prufrock? Why not, Mary Kay? Yeah, why not? I mean, it's definitely a great poem, and it definitely is about mortality, and should I have even tried to love someone before? So it makes sense, yeah. Because what's the point of anything? That's basically the thesis, right? Is like, would it have been worth it? Would it have been worth it after all? Which is basically the thesis of this. And then what if I tried and she was like, "No, that was not what I meant. That was not what it at all." I get that, and then also I feel it. I mean, you thought the pink was on the nose. I felt like proof rock was on the nose. Proof rock was on the nose because it's like, oh yeah, you're gonna die, and you wish that you had loved, but instead you just fucked a lot. Yep, that's exactly what's happening here. Yeah, I mean, that's... Nice ambient noise while you're running away from your succubus. I I kind of figured, like, with um, The Idiot and Proof Rock, I was like, okay, well, this is being targeted at a younger audience who for sure exposure yeah to asthma like it has to be stuff that people are more likely yeah. to have, have more likely to have read it's right now. the equivalent of being 18 and thinking you're smart and making aristotle your facebook status That's or like that one line from eternal sunshine of the spotless yeah, mind exactly mm-hmm. or like that one line from jack kerouac burn 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 mm-hmm. like a roman candle whatever the fuck or the only ones for me are yeah. the mad ones yeah which all of that is is good 
it's just pretty boilerplate. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I teach Proof Rock and Eternal Sunshine, so, like, that's good, and I feel like you need to know it when you're 18. It's kind of like when we talked about American Psycho, where it was like, if the, if this was the first unreliable unreliable narrator, mm-hmm. it would have been really cool. Right, yeah. To you as a human. Yeah. Right, um, right. What about the end? Do you feel like that it followed yeah. them? I wondered, like, so there's that scene where he's driving by the prostitutes, and I was like, yeah. are we together? That... They had sex, and then he immediately went out and slept with a prost just to make sure that he passed it on to someone who would immediately pass it on, who would probably immediately pass it on. Like the th- yeah. That's probably really fucking smart. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. that's logistically the smartest thing to do, but... Ugh. It's like 12 degrees of Kevin Bacon oh. with a vagina monster. <laughs> I think it's also yes. only 6 degrees of Kevin Bacon. Well, I'm making it 12 because I would like it to be more than six degrees away from my vagina. I am. That is a great point. (laughs) I am two degrees away from Kevin Bacon that I know of. I don't know anything. Me neither. Well, then you're you're both three degrees away from Kevin Bacon, aren't you? (laughs) I'm probably 87. Because we know you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Well, it's shit. sort of like when you want to be a daughter of the American Revolution, you just have to trace your lineage back to someone else who was. Well, I'm fucked. Right. That's not as easy for me, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> it is for me on one side. Yeah, well, good for you, Mary Kay. Even my, but also not really. Like my grandma says that that I'm legit, and I'm like, okay, but like how? It must be like some really weird one person who got in there somehow. Yeah, even the white side of my family didn't get here until relatively recently. Like my dad couldn't speak to his grandparents because they didn't speak English. I was going to say mine was fairly recent, but I did have an uncle who was arrested in the 20s for selling liquor to Indians. So there's that. That's pretty cool. His real, for real name was Anonymous. That's right. That's awesome. I like it. I know. On the one hand, it's like, why you got to be like that? And on the other hand, I'm like, equal opportunity. And then on the other hand, I'm like, your name was fucking Anonymous. How could you not be a career criminal? Yeah, I was going to say, he had no choice. That's what he was going to be. For sure. Okay, so does this movie end happily? Uh, if you end up with your high school sweetheart, then probably not. <laughs> Fair? I... Some people are super happy. Yes, I, I think. Sure. He wasn't my high school sweetheart, but he was my high school crush. That's nice. That's cuter. I like Aww. that better. I like that yeah, better. I was then you say, each that's to... still kind of cheesy. Well, then you each got to fuck other people in the meantime. And, and you then still two years ended later, up we found our way back. <laughs> exactly. That's the dream. Look at that. Romance is alive oh my gosh. and well. <laughs> You had to fuck all those dudes with the long hair working on their cars, and then you still ended up with Andrew. Oh, my God. (laughs) Andrew had long hair when we started dating, too. He also worked on cars, so. So. So he fit right in. Yeah, I was going to say, apparently I have a very specific type. (laughs) Fit right in. That's what she said. That was the entire oh. joke this whole time. That was yeah, I know, but I we just weren't we weren't going to explain the joke because we trust no, our but I laughed and then I needed to pull a Michael Scott, but too much time had passed for me to just say it, so I repeated it so that I could Michael Scott. Okay. So thank you for making me now explain my Michael Scotting, Mary. We're gonna we're gonna tell your son Emilio about this. I picked Emilio because my middle name is Amelia. Okay. Okay. Sure. Emilio Stone. Everybody has opinions on what his name should be, and everyone is going to be sorely disappointed. My nephew said that he wants his name to be Ruxby. Ooh. I said, where the hell did you come up with that? He goes, I just like those letters. And I said, that's fair. (laughs) I really hope he means to spell it R-X-B. No, it's R-U-X-B-I-E is how he told me. No. Yep. (coughs) Not with an I-E. It's got to be a Y. Yeah. Otherwise, he's he's like... Otherwise, he's the slutty cheerleader that dots his eye with a heart. Yeah, I was going to say that. And then I was like, sexist, mm-hmm. sexist. Wow. How do we internalize this shit so intensely? <laughs> God, no, Mary. We do. We are really effective at that. Yeah, well, shit happens. Life moves on. Shit happens. Speaking of moving on. Up next, we are dedicating an entire month to the king of horror, Stephen King. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize I made a pun. Until just now. Yes, you did. Oh, my God. I'm incredible. I think Emilio is eating parts of your brain. I think you're (laughs) eating parts of my brain. That makes sense because my namesake (laughs) is helping me. To kick it off, we are doing one of my most favorite horror films and probably my favorite horror book ever, Mary Lambert's 1989 adaption of Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. 
So, for those of you that are obsessed with reanimated corpses, creepy cemeteries, and grammatical errors, get <laughs> I like two of those things. Actually, when we go to New Orleans over the next couple of days, that's one of the things I wanted to do, was go to cemeteries. Oh, I thought you were going to say correct grammatical errors, but okay. That's just me. That's what I'll be doing over the next few days. No, I'll be in New Orleans. We're going to go to old <gasps> cemeteries, and we're going to go to, oh, what's the house? What's the house? Mary Kay, you know the house I'm talking about. <sighs> Why are you just breathing erratically? I can't remember the name of the house. <laughs> the house that burned down, and that's how they found out that they had been torturing slaves. Oh, from American Horror Story. Yeah. I mean, it's a real, it's a real about. house. Yeah, that I know. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What the, yeah, the la, the la, Shit, la, I know what you're talking about now, too. La, it was La Marie or something. something. No. Someone Google fast. Nope. That's Angela Bassett. Yep. Marie. Yep. yep, that's why I was like, never mind. This is, we're talking about Kathy Bates here. Yep. Haunted House New. Oh my gosh. Let us know how it goes. Have a great time. Thank you. The La Lurie uh, Mansion. Yeah. Just, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, oh my God. Let it, Please let us know how it goes. Yeah. That was my big thing. I was and, like, ghost tour, mansion, cemetery. That's all I want to do. And drink, yeah. obviously. Like, come on. And, oh, and, and, we, and, and we have to eat. eat oysters on the water. And thank you, everybody. Yeah, also so that. much for listening to this. Hope you had a great time. Let us know what you thought about this movie, and we will talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. bye.